This is Scott Richmond and Arnie Sherman. You're listening to What Do You Know on News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM. Arnie Sherman, a good, good, good Sunday morning. What's really good about this Sunday morning is we get to talk with the icon of radio in all of Montana, Peter Christian. You know, everybody, every one of our listeners knows who Peter is. Every Grizz fan knows who Peter is. Everyone in Missoula knows who Peter is. You know, 25 times he's won, you know, awards for being the best journalist in the state. I mean, the guy is unprecedented in his his background and history. I mean, he's been on the air for 20-something years on Town Square and had a media career even before that. And we get to have him on the other side of the studio today. And talk to him about his 50 years. You're getting ready to MC a show, that, right? an event that will celebrate uh, 50 years of uh, Peter's broadcasting career. And, and also importantly, the proceeds from the event go to who? Oh, yeah. Fight Crime Investing Kids, uh, a charity that was brought to us by the county, um, the county DA, um, Kirsten Pabst. Yeah. So so, so uh, even when he's celebrating his life, there's a, there's a charitable end to it. You well, know? two areas that are two two areas of passion for Peter: children and families, and fighting crime, law enforcement. Hopefully, it's not fighting children <laughs> <laughs> and enforcing parents or something like that. No, Peter. Peter's great, and I've I've uh, there are questions I've always wanted to ask Peter. Oh no! Yes, and I'm going to do it on this show today. Oh, this is exciting, everybody! This is a tune-in moment. This is a uh, a moment where now the griller becomes the or the, becomes the grill master. Well, right? you know, he very rarely exposes most of himself on the air. All these years <laughs> on talkback and the right. other shows and writing, you know, pieces for the news is very little. Peter he holds himself back. So this is the show where we find out about the man. The legend, who's the real Peter, Peter Christian. Right. Who's the real Peter Christian? We are celebrating celebrating Peter Christian's 50 years in broadcasting. And we'll, by the time this airs, it'll already have happened at the Hilton Garden Inn. And Arne, you'll be there with yes, me. Yes, be there Thursday night. Thursday night. But um, let's talk to the man, the myth, the legend about his storied career. And I think he's got more than 10 minutes of conversation to be had. He certainly does. All right. Looking forward to it. Back after this with Peter Christian. Okay, Arnie Sherman, we are back with our guest, the inimitable, the one and only, Peter Christian. You know, we told the audience we were going to have the the most well-known broadcaster, and I didn't say to them, it isn't Ron Burgundy. So (laughs) if if those of you want to stop listening now, we do not have Ron Burgundy, but we have someone better, Peter Christian. Well, gentlemen, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. 50 years. Doesn't it seem like, you know, 100? (laughs) Well, to be honest with you, I was just talking with this over with some friends of mine, and uh, they, they said, how, I mean, how? well, basically, just went like that. I mean, it's, it's like I woke up one morning, and I started work at my first radio station, and then this morning I woke up and came here, and it's like all the years in between, just. I, I could tell we're in the same age bracket, I understand yeah. that. It's, it's sort of like the old, the old question, how does the elephant eat Get eaten right, by the ant. Right. One bite at a time. One bite All at of a time. sudden, one day at a time, and right. it's 50 years later. Exactly. So let's harken back. Let's get into the time machine. <laughs> We're going to go back to 1973. Mr. Wizard. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Richard Nixon was president. Yes. 
we were in, involved and engaged in the war in Vietnam. Right. And you started your radio career in Helena, Montana. Tell I, us what that I, felt I, like. Well, I did. And I, I will tell you, <clears throat> um, just as a little backstory, I, I was in a rock and roll band called the dark side. Yes. Oh, and, nice. and now, now you got to remember, this is long before Darth Vader and Star Wars. There was also a song called The Darth, <laughs> The Dark Side that was done by... Uh, the Shadows of Night. Of Night. Yeah. Yeah, as yeah. A matter, it was the flip side of Gloria. Yeah. And, yep, yep. and uh, G-L-O-R-I. Anyway, so my, uh, my band Which was mates, originally done by them, with ha- which had... Uh, uh, what, what's his Van name? Van Morrison. Van Morrison is yeah. the lead singer. There anyway, you go. Okay. I digress. Well, anyway, my, my, my bandmates uh, were, well, were... Where are you from, by the way? Uh, where's, well, all, where's all this happening? I, I am a Marine brat. I was, I was born in Hawaii, and my parents were both lifers in the Corps. And they got divorced, and make a long story short, we ended up moving... From a beautiful split-level house in Bryn Mawr Park, Virginia, yes. uh, to living in my grandparents' basement in Helena. Wow! When I was so they uh, fought over 12. you, and your grandmother won. No, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, in Helena, I I got to know uh, uh, Mike Knight, Tom Hansen, and Rick Pfeiffer, and they were all two years older than me. And I, I, I'm a drummer, okay? Not I was a drummer, I am a drummer. That's, that, that, that is, it's a life calling. That, that is one of the identifying factors of who I am. I'm, I'm a percussionist, I'm a drummer. I love to play drums. I'm always pounding on things. I actually have, in my car right now, I, I take it everywhere, a pair of drumstick, drumsticks that were signed by J.K. Simmons. Wow. Nice. And, and so, I, in case I run across a random drum set in the middle of the road, I am ready. So, so did cool you like that? his version of that movie that he did playing the drums? Let me let me tell you, he. Uh, he I mean, he uh, won an award for that. Yes, character. he was Academy Award winner. Yes. And remember, he thanked his mom. He yes. said, "Call your mom." Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yes. but but uh, I, I got into this band, and I was like fourteen, and they were like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. And so we we got all this equipment together. We went to Hoffman Music in Spokane. We bought a bunch of uh, custom. Uh, amplifiers, you know, the tuck and roll. I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever saw the tuck oh, and roll yeah, sure. Nagahide. Sure. Anyway, so we, we bought a bunch of that stuff and a PA system, and, and I had a 1964 Ford Econoline van, and we off the road, on the road we went. To and, Spokane. Uh, no, yeah, we went to Spokane to got get the equipment. And then, and then we came home, and we played at all the dances I mean, in Haver and Hardin and Glasgow and Shelby and Miles City and... Bozeman and everywhere. Wait a minute, but you had very so you're you're 14 and you're yes. doing all this. That's yes. pretty uh, yeah. adventurous for well, someone you just that a young. Percussionist, did you also join in and singing? I, I I I was a singer. I was I was the ooh ah guy. Right, the ooh ah guy in the background. <laughs> they, would, they wouldn't let me sing lead, but yeah. Was any was it were any of your supervisors? You know, your, your adult supervision were they okay with this? My and, my my mom uh, was thrilled that I was making money. Uh, we 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 made because we. We were poor. I mean, we we lived in a little itty bitty tiny trailer, and uh, ah. I, my mom was thrilled that. For first of all, I not only did that, I also uh, went to went to the high school, and then I had a, a a job after my high school a day was over. I was a box boy at Buttrey's, yeah, and uh, and became an apprentice stockman there, and all that kind of stuff. But. All, all during this time, I'm playing rock and roll with my friends. And were you listening to the radio? Did you grow up listening to the radio? Yes. Okay, what stations were you listening to? Well, that, that's, that's just it. I really didn't start listening to the radio until I got to Helena, right? And I began getting into rock and roll and the Beatles. Of course, the Beatles were the, the, my first real 
oh, exposure to, uh, you know, what I figured real rock and roll, the British Invasion, what happened, Dave Clark Five, the Kinks, all those things. And and were you I, listening to Ringo? Were oh, you paying attention to how he played? Absolutely. I, 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 Ginger Baker was one of my favorite yes. uh, drummers. Uh, Felix, pa- Felix Papillardi. Of the, the Young the Rascals. Young Rascals oh, was right. another uh, favorite uh, that I tried to model my, my drumming after. He was after. a good drummer. Underrated, but a good, yeah, a good drummer yeah, with the Rascals. Yeah. So, so anyway, I, I developed my own style. I had a double bass drum Ludwig drum set. Ludwig. Yeah. And, you uh, saved up for that. Yes, yes. And, and, and I had a Gretsch. Uh, 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 stainless steel snare, oh, snare, 64 snare, and it, it it was my baby. I I never let it go out in the cold. It was in in the car with me. I, bas- I practically rocked it to sleep at night, and and I was very very serious about my drumming. Was so there a, was there somebody a teacher or, a, or somebody yes, at school that I, influenced? I, you? Yes, but when when I was um, in junior high. Uh, my mother, who actually played in the U.S. Marine Corps band, she was wow. a percussionist. She was a little tiny thing, about a little less than five feet tall. And her favorite memory was uh, 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 John Philip Sousa was in his over 100 years old and heard them play Stars and Stripes Forever. And he came down and patted my mother on the head. Ah, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's one memory I'll, I'll never, That's you know, a big deal for yeah, us. It's a very, very big deal. Sure. So anyway, we, there was a gentleman in Helena named Gene Brown, very legendary drum teacher. And my mother insisted that I learn classical drumming, I, you know, with, with uh, all the rudiments and the single stroke, double stroke roll and five stroke, seven stroke, 11 stroke, whatever, flams, flamadiddles, paradiddles, all that. And so I, I learned how to do all that. By, by by playing in the Missoula City Band with the, the gentleman who sold me my first drum set, Scratchy Clark, or Clark Music. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, I, I have very, very deep roots in Helena, um, the, the Helena music scene. And at 14, when you started yep. playing on the road with right. this band, right. they obviously gave you some solos here and there to bang away on, right? Yes, absolutely. And what was your favorite back well, then? Um, well, obviously, uh, when, when it finally came out, we had been together for a couple of years, and Enigato DeVita came out. Oh, yeah. Iron, Iron, Butterfly. Iron Butterfly. Iron Butterfly. And uh, <laughs> as soon as soon as I heard that drum solo, right, which which was supposed to be in the Garden of, of Eden, Eden. but know, they but were he, so stoned. Don't. That's right. That's the story about it. It was supposed to be in the Garden of Eden. And he goes in a Garden of Eden, baby. Well, you, know, you know why this is a favorite track of of radio programmers. You know why, don't you? Because it's twenty four minutes long. <laughs> exactly. They go, go to the bathroom. It's a bathroom record lunch. or other things. Yeah, yeah. There, 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 there were favorite. Favorite bathroom records. Freebird was another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> MacArthur Park was a good one. Oh, yeah. So that's Richard that Harris <laughs> droning out on MacArthur Park. Yes, yes. So Peter, that was a turning point for you. Yes, it was. And and, and I, I learned I learned that entire drum solo from beginning to end. And here's how it would work. Okay. Yeah. We we would we would play and. Um, we would play, and the Enigata Devita was the last song in like our second set. Right. And when I started my drum solo, I played about 15 minutes of drum solo. Wow. While my other bandmates were out getting something to drink and flirting with the girls, I'm, I'm, I'm up there banging away, sweat, sweating my whatever off with, uh, with, with, uh, by, by doing this, uh, this drum solo. And then, of course, when my drum solo was over, boop, boop, chip, boop. And they come back, running back on, and I'm okay. Let's keep going. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> so that 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 was uh, that was our that was our deal. So how did that intersect 
with getting on the air and being a DJ. Okay, all right. Uh, I, I was at a crossroads because my uh, my bandmates obviously were older than me, and they graduated from high school and they went their various directions. They didn't want to stay doing the dark side, so um, basically, I I just got serious about you know I was going to become an apprentice stockman and all this kind of stuff. And uh, my girlfriend at the time, a wonderful young lady, uh, we, were, we were coming home from church group one night, and she said, you know, she says, you, uh, you, uh, you, you, are, uh, you, you like music, right? I said, you're, you're the rock music? I said, yeah. I said, well, we were listening to KCAP radio in Helena, 1340. Right. And uh, they said, why, why, don't you, why don't you be a DJ? And I said, wow, I never even thought of that. So I, I, I got on the phone. Well, first of all, I was really nervous. I, I was going to go. I, I called Jim Schaefer, who, by the way, I still do commercials for. No, I know, I know. And Christian years, Communications. Yeah, yeah. Peter Christian Communications is right. my is my my business where right. I, I do copywriting production. Anyway, my very uh, the very first place I worked was at, at KY at KCAP. Anyway, Jim Schaefer, he invited me to come in. Uh, he knew I had no training, I had no experience, but I said, "Look, I, I was a rock and roll drummer. I absolutely love the music that you play." And how old are you now? I'm 19. Okay. Okay. So I'm 19, and I called him up and said, "Hey, can I? What do I? What do I need to do?" He said, "Why don't you come on down Saturday morning, and we'll set up a reel-to-reel tape recorder, right?" And he gave me a piece of copy, a couple of little news things, and and he left the room, and I read them, right? And uh, I, he came in, turned the tape off. He says. He says, uh, "No, we'll we'll call you if if anything comes up." I said, "Oh, thank you," Whew, you know. But the problem was, the night before, I was so nervous, I did not sleep a wink. Oh, and when you don't no. sleep a wink, you wake up with your voice like this. Right. <laughs> was really but did you have the the golden pipes that you have today? Was the was the basis of it there already, or did you develop that over the, time? The the basis was there, but it was uh, of course it was raw. Right. Uh, there, there was no training there at all. I think of Frank Sinatra playing with, you know, the early bands <laughs> and how his voice was, you know, basically there, but right. higher and, and then how yeah. it matured over time until, you know, when he hit this. Was his that feet. you? Was I, that you, Peter? I have no idea. I, 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 let's put it there. I can't judge that. But anyway, he called me up. Uh, th- this was Saturday morning. Called me up uh, Sunday night. He said, man, you got a really nice voice. I want to hire you. I, I, I have a... Full time opening, midnight to six. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now midnight to six at the number one station in Helena at nineteen with no training and no experience. Right. Big deal. And so I I went in that first night. I was so nervous. The guy that trained me, a guy named Steve Sorkness, who was Dale Stevens on the radio. <laughs> uh, he 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 trained me right, and I was so nervous. That I I flicked that microphone switch and broke it and it went all the way <laughs> flying across the flying across the really? room and 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 Steve Sorkin said it's going to be a long night. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember what your salary was for this first? Yes, fall? yes, yes, yes. I eventually. Uh, by the way, the first song I ever played. Yes, was um, oh come on, doggone it! It was right in the top of my head, uh, uh, nineteen seventy three. Anyway, I'll I'll think. Three dog it. night. No, no, no. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. No, no, no. <laughs> anyway, so so we moved on, and uh, I I just I became the oldies director, right? And you got to remember, this is the time wow. we're playing forty-five RPM records yes. on turntables with you know the, yeah, with yeah. Q Burns and all that kind of stuff. And I had two thousand four hundred oldies to catalog. That was my job. 
So I learned what every single name of every single song was, who wrote it, who produced it, wow. how long it was, whether it had a fade end or a cold end. Right. And how long, and most importantly, how long the intro was. Right. Because if the intro is 36 seconds, a, a radio announcer can do a weather forecast over the top of the beginning of the record. Right. Or he can do a public service announcement, or he can have a little ba- a bit or a gag or whatever and talk it right up to the, uh, to the time to when the, when the vo- vocals start. Hit the yeah. post. Right. Yeah, exactly. Hit the post. He so hit anyway, the post. That, <laughs> that, that's, that's where my career started. How did you choose? No secret to our so it was listeners. Luck and fate <laughs> mixing together. Yes. Right? But how yeah. did he pick his 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 radio name? Okay, my my radio name. Uh, my real name is not Peter Christian. The, those of you who know me uh, know that my real name is Wall W A L L, and um, my my boss Wall Christian. Yes. Yeah, my, 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 my boss Jim Schaefer said, "Look," um, and his words to me were. And I'll never forget this. If you don't want 12-year-olds calling you in the middle of the night requesting Seasons in the Sun at home, right, (laughs) then you need to have an air name. And so I I, I was active in my youth group and serious about my walk with God. And I said, well, you know, how how long long am I going to be doing this? A couple years maybe, right? Right. Who knows? So I I picked Peter Christian. And so that's who I have been. Forever and ever since then. And, And Is that weird having a... yes. It's very, it's very weird. An having alias. An air name. Is yeah. it an alias or is it a nom de plume? What is it? A nom de air. Nom de air. What's it like? Yeah, because people, you know, everyone right. knows you as Peter right. Wall, but right. then now you're listening public, your mm-hmm. fans, your yeah. audience. Exactly. So how long did the Helena gig last? In the Helena gig lasted two and a half years. And then, and, and then, and then, and then, uh, I, I actually, I worked my way up from midnight to six, two nights and then to afternoon drives, and then I was in mid doing middays at, at, at KCAP, Rapid Rising Star, right? Anyway, so well, I got the a... Well, in the 70s, everybody was listening yeah, to the radio. Right, I mean, so, that so, was... so I got a call from Vern Argo... Oh, yes. ...over here in Helena, yes. or over here in Missoula. Missoula. At, which was, Engineer. I did not know this, but it was actually undertaken by Tom McGinley. No. Oh, really? Tom McGinley, legendary engineer. Engineer. Right, yes. exactly. And and he convinced uh, uh, Vern to give me a call and he and I was making Oh, hang on. I was making $350 a month. Wow. Just what you're making now. Yeah. So that was that was <laughs> big Don't money get back him started, Arnie. And and and, and He's ask for a raise. Yeah, and and Vern said, uh, "Well, I can pay you 500 a month." I said, wow. Wow. So I jumped in my car. <coughs> yes. Off I went. Wait to a minute. Helena. So we're talking 1975, 1976. When does Lorna, I, when does I, the beautiful. I, I, I moved to Helena in 1976. Okay. In the, it's by, in the centennial year or bicentennial year. Right. When do you meet your bride? Okay. I met Lorna. Um, oh, my goodness. That's I met Lorna. Yeah, yeah. This was, yeah, this was amazing. <coughs> Sorry. I met Lorna. Um, it was the KYLT wedding fair. <laughs> okay, the KYLT wedding fair, and the, this was the, this was long before we did it. Z one hundred did the wedding fair, right? Right. right so right. anyway, we we did the the wedding fair. I was wearing a powder blue tux, uh, and I had the stash working. Right. I had nice. The, I had the sta- the killer stash going on. Yeah, the flowered shirt, mm-hmm. the ruffled shirt. Uh, no, it was just a regular. It, it was a powder blue tux. So anyway. Nice. Um, be, before that, that event, I was the MC. I did a lot of MCing. I, I MC'd the Junior Miss Pageant in, in Missoula. 
And because all the Junior Miss contestants had a, had a talent, right? Right. It was my job to entertain the crowd in, in between. And so because I'm not a great comedian or any of that kind of thing. So I, I had my uh, guitar and, uh, I, and I knew how to play guitar and sing. So I sang a couple of, of, of Christian songs and whatever just, ju- just to right. fill the time, right? So anyway, uh, at, at the wedding fair, a couple months later, Lorna was there with her sister Doreen who was getting married. And they sat in the front row, and I looked at her, and I said, oh, my gosh, that's the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Blah, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> and so she walked up to me during a break and said, uh, Mr. Christian, because you know Lorna's voice. Right. Yeah. She says, Mr. Christian. So Mr. Sweet. Mr. Christian. <laughs> Nobody ever called me that before. Right. You're looking over your shoulder. Right, yeah. Who's who, that guy? Who are you talking to? So anyway, uh, she says, I, I heard what you did at the Junior Miss Pageant, and, and uh, I love the Lord, too, and all this kind of stuff. And so we, wow. we began dating. And then in 1976, we got married. That's beautiful. So, and it's been a love story ever since. It has been a love story ever since. We got, we got We got 44 years coming up. That's amazing. So we got married in 1980. 1980. Wow. So you, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So six years, four years later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. it was a they long time. Right. They met the bicentennial. They met the bicentennial. I got it. I got it. I got it. So anyway. <laughs> so, so. In all these years, I want to jump around a little bit. In yes. all these years, can you point out two or three career-related highlights? I mean, you you've you've broadcasted through all kinds of stuff. You know, you yes. started off with the Vietnam War, and we had mm-hmm. a bunch of other mm-hmm. wars since then. We right. had lots of presidents. We've had lots of commotions and lots mm-hmm. of highs and lows. We had nine one one. We had all this, you know, all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. What stands out to you? Well, what stands out to me, a couple things. First of all, uh, the day Elvis died, uh, mm-hmm. I, I remember uh, I, I was working at KYLT at the time, and we had uh, an AP machine or a UPI machine. Right. And um, United Press International for yeah, our just, listeners? Associated oh Press. God. Associated Press. AP. Uh, and, and, and UPI as well. Uh, and all of a sudden, I heard something I'd never heard before. I heard our AP machine ding 10 times. Wow. It had never dinged 10 times before ever in all the years that I've been working in radio, right? And it was the death of Elvis Presley. Oh my God, yeah. I remember where I was then. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that, 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 that was kind of a big moment. And then, then when 9-11 occurred, I, was, I had just started, I, I was doing the, uh, the Morning News Express on KGVO, uh-huh. right? And, uh, uh, and so we're, we're all watching the Twin Towers and all that. Uh, and, um, okay, I'll, I'll, let me just go back a little bit. Sure. In uh, When Mount St. Helens exploded, all right, it was 1980. Yep. Yeah. My wife and I had just been married. We lived in a little house on 10th Street. And uh, so we, we, we were playing, uh, we played in the church softball league, so we were out playing catch, you know, uh, in, in the middle of the street in 10th Street. And I looked over to the west and I said, oh my gosh, that's, that's a big ass storm headed our way. <laughs> wow! I mean, look, look, look at that. I mean, it, it's like it's like enormous. It's huge. And so, this is long before the internet. Now, right? right? It's long, long before bulletins and that sort of thing. And then we heard Mount St. Helens had exploded, and the area was you covered. You saw it before you heard the, it. The, 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 the cover. The, we, we were covered with ash all everywhere. Yeah. Nobody knew what to do. Right? right. Amazing. So. So um, your old fat dad, who was the morning guy at the time, whom I learned a lot from, uh-huh. uh, your old fat dad called me up at three in the morning and said, 
My doctor won't, I have asthma. My doctor will not let me go out in this stuff. So you are doing the morning show. Oh my I had gosh. never, I'd never done the morning show before, right? And so that was when Bill Schwanke, Grizzly Bill Schwanke, right. and Ray Nikolai, the news guy, mm-hmm. uh, legendary people in, in our business. Right. Right. Uh, I, I had the, yeah, my very first opportunity to work together with them on the air. We did not play one single song from 6 o'clock that morning when we went on the air. We took phone calls. We talked with doctors. We talked with mechanics. We talked yeah. with builders. We talked with, you know, uh, uh, professors and all this. And we it was the most incredible uh electrifying feeling yeah. I've ever had on the radio. And I realized at that point, I'm, I'm all done with rock and roll, man. Right, I mean, I'm, I'm all done with this. playing music. I, I want to do talk. What was it, Peter? Was it the notion that, the idea that the community was getting together and you were helping to kind of orchestrate yes, that? Yes, we, 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 we were facilitating. We were actually helping people live through an extraordinary event. And we were... In real time. In real time. And we were helping them uh, find ways to get things done. Uh, uh, you know, w- don't do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this. And people were calling up and doctors were calling in. And it was just, we, we were, uh, Bill and Ray and I were on the air from six in the morning, almost till two or two or three in the afternoon. Uh, and we, we, we spent the whole day right. talking about what was going on in, in our community. Because back in, it's not that long ago, but back in those days, if you wanted to research what do I do when you right. know, ask? You'd have to go to the library. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to get an encyclopedia. Got to do something. And and we were calling people. We were we were calling people at the University of Montana. You know what? What, what should people do? I don't know. Uh, should Should you wash your car? Should you not wash your car? Right, right. You know all, all that stuff. Yeah. So. Should you wear a mask? Should you, yeah. You, exactly. In your own house. There weren't masks then. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Wait. So you. So so that was a uh, that was a particular moment. that that that, that was, was a benchmark moment for me. I knew at that point I had to be in talk. So fast radio. forward to nine eleven. So yeah. with nine eleven, you were saying at, at, at nine at nine. With 9-11, I was already doing the Morning News Express on KGVO, right? Right. And it was, it, w- it was a formatted show where we had newscasts and sportscasts and all that, and we threw that all, all that aside, and we opened up the phones and started talking to people. And people were calling, and they were... It was, it was absolutely... The word I think of is it was cathartic. Mm-hmm. It was people needed to talk about what was going on in New York City and Washington, D.C. Absolutely. Right here in Missoula, Montana. They needed to know. Sure, sure. Know what, I, I remember so. watching 9-11. Somebody called me and said, turn on your TV. They didn't right. even tell me why. Where were you, Arnie? I was in Stevensville. You were in, okay, you were in MT. Yeah. And I turned on the TV, and I remember... As they're talking about mm-hmm. the building getting hit, another plane flies behind oh my the people talking and hits the building at the, yeah. in real life, real what? time. Guy turns around and says, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You well, know, it was happening like we've never we seen here? it before. Let's do a quick ID as if we need to ID this voice. We're ta- Arnie and I are talking to Peter Christian, 50 years in broadcasting. Yeah. So I, that's a landmark moment. But I want to back just back up just a little bit. All right. Those who don't listen to KGVO because they don't get up in the morning because they have night jobs or whatever know you mm-hmm. from being the voice of the Grizz at the yes, Grizz Stadium, yes, everybody yes. In, now, my, in my sleep. I, I, every time somebody says that to me, I have to correct them, and I'll tell you why. Because Uh-oh. my friend Mick Holine oh, right. was, was the vo- quote the voice of the Grizz for a long time, right. and before that it was Bill Schwanke. Right. I'm very protective of that title because right. – 
that title is earned by the play-by-play guys. That's right? true. You're and right. Be, you're because right. they're out there. You're the voice of the stadium. I, 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 I am the public address Just announcer. Announcer. That's what I. How am. did that happen, though, Peter? How did that become your gig? Well, my friend De- Denny Bedard, um, mm-hmm. fellow Town Square. Yes, this media. is this is this is 1989. Uh, came to me and said, "Hey, uh, there, there's an opening for a public address announcer for the Grizz. Uh, do you do you want? Uh, would you like to do that?" I said. Well, I, I mean, why not? Yeah. You know, and so yeah, so I, I thought let let's do it. So I visited with Wayne Hogan, who at the time was the athletic right, director, a wonderful right. man, great, great guy. And and so he he said, okay, Peter, let's give it a shot. And so uh, my first year, I was absolutely terrible. <laughs> who, who did it before you? Uh, I, I I I'm not sure who it was. Okay, so so it was the, yeah. I, I I didn't I didn't remember his name, oh, but no. all, all I know is. My first year, they were very, very patient with me because they knew I was going to make a lot of stupid mistakes, and I did. Right. And but but as as the second year, third year came along, we had we became uh, w- there was more structure, there was more formatting to what what we do. To where now it's twenty six years later, right? Yes. This is my twenty sixth year of doing it. Uh, I have an enormous uh, notebook. Okay. Of things that I have to read. Right, and with twenty six thousand people listening to every word I say, I have to get it right. Sure. Yes. So I get there, maybe two hours before kickoff, and be- before anybody else is in is in the little 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 control room up there. Right. I'm up there. I've got my headphones on, and I've got that book open, and I am reading out loud every single word. Wow. Page after page. Twenty six wow. years page of doing that. After page after page, so that I know because when I run across a name. Or a word I can't pronounce, I can find out. Right. And so if somebody, Malaga Bagabi or whatever, (laughs) I I, I will have that name down so that, first of all, I don't offend them or their parents who came to see their kid play. So all all those things, all that, all that I went through in radio, right, to to prepare for for news and talk and all that, went into my preparation for being the public address announcer. That reminds me of that skit by Keen Peeler where they have the name Sequarius <laughs> Jackson. You know, these names you've never seen but you've right. never seen before. I heard that. It's, it's, it's brilliant. It's, it's Peter, brilliant. You know, the other thing that, that you have that you run into cause as a, somebody in the stadium is you do it in this format the whole season and then playoffs come and you can't do the same thing during the playoffs. You, you can't say first down. Used, used to be. Used to be. You used can do it be. now? For, for the longest time... Um, <laughs> The, the other teams would complain that my first down Montana uh, a cry was uh, was uh, and cheerful it, of the home team of the team yeah, supporting it, it, the it, home it, team like it, you well, should it, it was it was biased in favor of the the home team well well duh duh uh, so now so, everybody does it. so so what so what I did was I went instead of going first down I, I would go and that's a first down and then the crowd would go Montana <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Peter, so, so we got him. Wait a second. So now we're we're jumping around yes, a little yes, bit. That's yes, 26 yes. years ago. All right. But married in 1980, a couple of milestone moments in your career. When are the kiddos born? Okay, uh, my 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 son Luke was born in uh, in a 19. Two well, children. I was born in I was born in. Uh, I'm sorry, I was married in 1980. Right. Right. And Luke is now 40. Wow. So he came on a few a few years later, and 82? then and, and then my daughter 83? was was born after that, and. And uh, so, yes, and Jenna, and, and she is now married to a wonderful man, yes. uh, David Linscog. And they're all going to be here uh, for the Thursday night deal. Right. And they're all going to be here for the game. So oh, that's they, they They have never heard me, the, the Linscogs have never heard me do PA for the Really? Are you the kidding? Games. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah. So well, this anyway. is so. Wait a second. So keep Arnie uh, off say, to you. Yes. I was going to say. So you've covered <laughs> every Grizz home game for twenty six years. Yeah, I have never missed a single game. Do people come to you to uh, you know, ask you? You know, handicap the game. Who's going to no. win? Who's not? No, they no. don't. No, because you're. No. You know, I mean, you're an observer of human nature, and you're watching these games every week. Well, and you know the names let, of all the players well, and the coaches. This, let's put it this way: I am just as big a fan as any person sitting out in that. Sure. Right. Uh, but but the the cool thing is I am standing, literally uh, about forty feet above the thirty seven yard line. They have the big number thirty seven right. right there. Yeah, that's where I stand, and I I've, I got a view of both ends of the stadium, and uh, it, it it has been an incredible incredible privilege to do that. So is there any one game? That you stands out above oh, all the others. Oh heavens, yes! Every time we beat the snot out of the cats. <laughs> uh, but 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 I, 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 I will I will say uh, the App State game in the snow. Yes, oh, I remember sure. that and, one. And and the the South Dakota State game when they were up by like thirty points. Right at half. Yeah. Right. And so I have to tell you a story about that. Mark Mariani had, yep. had, had that 100-yard uh, uh, punt return for, for a touchdown. That was the, the, the stick that, that lit the dynamite, the match that lit the dynamite, and the Grizz went on to win big. Yes. Well, I've got to tell you something about that. I'll, I'll interrupt for a second. Just saw Mark here for the Hall of Fame induction. He was just inducted into right. the Hall of Fame. A blue pony from Haver. Right. Who Tennis had num- player. Who had number 100. <laughs> On the Grizz. He was a walk-on, got number 100, didn't play, and all that kind of stuff. He gave me, he was a student of mine when I taught at the university. Wow. He gave me the game ball from the South Dakota State game. Seriously. I have that game ball. Really? Oh, Arnie, thanks for everything. Wow. And when he came back for the Hall of Fame, you know, he has a four-year-old mm-hmm. son, he has a two-year-old daughter, his four-year-old son's right. name is right. Maverick. <laughs> Maverick Mariani. Okay. All and right. I said, I was sitting at home, I said, I'm... Who am I going to give this ball to? Who's it going to mean the most to? So I came to the, I went to the the Hall of Fame induction. And I said, Mark, I've been shepherding this ball since 2000. I think it was what uh, uh, 13 or 12. Mm-hmm. Right. And I said, I want you, I want to give it back to you, and I want you to give it to your son, so you can always tell him the story. Because every time Mark appears anyway, they show that clip right. where he gets Amazing. the ball and runs down, and he mm-hmm. gets two touchdown catches, and, right. they, and they win the game. Right. And he actually had a tear in his eye. He says, "The only game ball I don't have." Wow. Oh my God! Did he got. remember that he gave it to you? Yes, he did. And he hugged me. He had, he had a tear oh, in his eye. Oh, that's beautiful, said, Arnie. Well, that's this awesome. is more meaningful to me. Yeah. Giving it back to you than yeah. maybe even you giving it to me. I mean, it was meaningful both ways. But that's awesome. But that is the game. That's the game I remember the most. I was sitting in the stands. How are we going to come back from thirty points down at half against? Now the team is the national. You know, they've won twenty nine straight or thirty straight mm-hmm. games. Right. They're the number one team, and and he comes back and they win it. And this is one of your moments. So, question: Do you feel like is your notoriety? Equal parts KGVO or uh, or Grizz PA announcer, a little bit of both. Well, to be honest with you, I I uh, and a little bit of both. Uh, well, I I don't get paid. To I know. Do, I I to, told you I need to negotiate for you. This to, is terrible to to do the games. <laughs> you know, uh, 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 they the, they give me a couple of tickets, well, a couple payment. of season tickets, right? And so. Uh, and I, I I would do it for nothing. I would I would absolutely do it for nothing. It is it is a privilege, huge love of my life. It, it is it is a it's a labor of love, and all the all the one you you, you should, if you want to see what chaos is really like. All right, yeah. just come up into that booth right. while we're doing the game because I have three guys three guys on my right who are yelling and, and shouting at each other 
because one of them's a timekeeper, one of them uh, helps with the clock, another one works with the refs, right? And they're and they're yelling back and forth. Da, 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 da. They're doing their thing. Uh, I've got John John Wall, who is no, no relation, right? Uh, but he he's my spotter. Basketball he's the best player. spotter in the history of the world. Anyway, makes me sound really good. He's feeding me all the the, the names and uh, of the stuff of, of the of the players, and 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 I and I'm yelling and talking loud and reading and all this, and then we've got our our. Uh, our uh, uh, Nick, our manager up there, right. uh, uh, directing all the stuff. Then we've got a, a music guy, and then we've got three or four guys on the computer in the right. back, right? And they're all it, it, it is it is a cacophony, really. It's there. crazy, yeah, and it's nuts. And I wouldn't have it any other way. But it's out amazing. of all of that, you, yeah. you know, I mean, you you you're legendary. I mean, I only know two stadium announcers. Right, Bob Shepard. Bob Yankees, Shepherd, right? You know, he used to Number. say, and and they had a you know he did his version of what you do. He used right. to say. And batting first, a second, you know, playing shortstop, you know, number one, Derek Jeter. And they would go, Jeter. 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 <laughs> he would do that. He would pronounce the second and the last yeah. name twice. Right. He had his stick uh, Mark Bavaro. Yeah. yeah. Bavaro. Bavaro. <laughs> yeah. So that was his thing. Yeah. You know, and you're the other one. I mean, what other thing? He was a Giants announcer, too. Yeah. So wait a second, Peter. So we're taping this show before the Grizz Cat yes. game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what you like about what, you, what, what you're seeing with this year's Grizz, and what are, you, what are some predictions? Well, let me tell you, I, I think our defense is unbelievable. I, I think they are very, very solid. Um, I, I think our, our linebacking core is as good as I've ever seen. And and the and these guys play with their, their hair like their hair is on fire. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I love Alex Gubner. Right. I, I love his passion and his joy. Ninety nine, when, right? When, when he's out there, you know, basically crushing people to the ground. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I I I love I love the the passion that the, these young men uh, portray on the field, and uh, I, I think our our, our quarterback uh, he's he is tall, he is strong, and he's very difficult to bring down. Yeah, right. So. That's a predi- so no predictions. I, I I don't I don't make predictions. No, I'll tell you, you I, are in the I, news I like, game. I like true. to watch the, the best game play one word, out. One word response I've heard was Bobby Hawk was doing his press conference after the game, and they said to him, "How does it feel playing for the Big Sky Championship?" And he said, "Normal." Good answer. I thought that I like was a it. great answer. For I like that. answer. I like it. Great yeah. answer for that. So you so. Let's let's we've spanned your career. We've talked about your 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 roots in music, mm-hmm, your right. roots in radio, your roots in s- announcing as the PA. When you're not doing any of this stuff, what do you enjoy doing? What's the private Peter Wall enjoy doing? Don't tell anybody. Okay. I read. You do, well good. I lo- I love to read. I love I love I love CS Lewis. I love uh a, a lot of those uh, uh science fiction authors. I I I just I just I, I'm I'm a sponge. I just read, read, read. I love to read. Do you drives it between nonfiction and fiction? Yeah, it, my, my, it drives my wife crazy because uh, uh, I, I, I don't travel well, right? I don't <laughs> vacation. Uh, I, I'm probably the most boring person you will ever meet because I don't, I don't really have any hobbies. Uh, yes, you do, though. You run. You exercise. He does. He's in good he's shape. He's every, in great shape for a great guy. Shape. I've every. seen a lot of guys in the studio who can't fit through the door. So remember Steve Dahl in Chicago, yeah. that that uh, famous radio yes. broadcaster. He but was, you do. But Peter, that's true though. You do. You do run. You do exercise, right? When, when I when I can. Yeah. And you read. 
I, I yes, I read. How about family and families? Uh, uh, well, uh, my, my my son lives here in Missoula. My daughter's in in Seattle, and we try to get together with Luke uh, at least once or twice a week to have dinner. Nice, all that kind of stuff. We're he's he's a single guy, <laughs> so ladies. Yeah, yeah, Peter's been doing that since I've known him. He's trying to get his son. Yeah. Married. And you're, you're still involved in the church and, and church yes, absolutely. Very involved. Yeah, very much, very much involved. And in and church. tell us a little bit. You're, you're this is going to be post your uh, your fiftieth. Mm-hmm. Event. I, 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 I'm, this is actually in the middle of my 51st year. Really? Oh, no. good. Oh, yeah. good. So, so we're, we're, ahead of, so we're <laughs> way ahead of the game. We're behind. <laughs> but but some, the proceeds from the event at the Hilton Garnet are going to a charity. Fight which is, crime, invest in kids. And those are two uh, things that you're, you're passionate about. Yes, I, 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 I have an enormous, I have an enormous um, appreciation and respect for anybody that puts on the uniform and the badge and goes out there and doesn't know what they're going to yeah. experience on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes it brings a tear to my eye when I when I think about you know what these guys have gone through, men and women have gone through. I, I think about um, uh, Trooper uh, Trooper Wade Palmer, what he went through, mm-hmm. and and I think I, I think about the one of the one of the moments I think I might talk about on Thursday was if you remember the Miracle Baby. Yeah. Story yes. From, yes. from Lolo mm-hmm. about the the guy who had ingested meth and he 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 took his took his girlfriend's uh, son uh, up up into the woods and you got to remember there are hundreds of thousands of acres of forest land up there right right and he I don't know what I did with the babies up there somewhere so these oh the the, the yeah. Forest Service guys and the Sheriff's Department guys they did this massive search and and two of them. We're walking up a forest trail, and they found they found an abandoned car there. They find the guy's abandoned car, and but they looked around. They didn't see the baby anyway. Baby wasn't in the car seat or anything. And they they had turned around and they were beginning to walk back down, and they heard a muffled cry. Oh my god! Yeah, well, and they went back, and underneath the, the man had buried the child underneath a, a, a brush and sticks and weeds and stuff. And they picked him up, and he was in this filthy little onesie, but he was wailing his little heart out. Right. And That's a fantastic story. I mean, That's I an amazing story. And then when I wrote about it, and, and this, is what, this is what I'm so passionate about, about news, okay? Right. I love doing the news. And, and so when, when I reported on that, uh, I wrote in, in the story where the, they had the picture of all these guys getting their awards. Sorry, could it's going to get to me. Yeah. <laughs> this little boy um, had a room full of godfathers. Wow. All in uniform. Wow. And I found out just uh, this week, this little guy is now like five years old. Yeah. And is doing very well. Uh, he's somewhere here in western Montana. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know what his name is. I don't want to know what his name is. He's just a cool little kid. And... Uh, it's, it's a, it it's was a one, great, of the, one of the heartwarming story. Yeah, it was one of the great stories that I've had the pleasure and privilege to cover for KGB. Well, you take it very seriously. Yes. Your your commitment to the community and yeah, that's important to you. So, it's always yeah. it always has. You been. also touched on something which I think is important for our listeners to yeah. know. Yeah, you write stories. I do. On top of just reading something somebody yeah. else wrote yeah. or even something you wrote, I, I, you I, write I, new stories. I write all my own stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're a writer takes, and I mean, a deliverer. I mean, that takes a talent. Yeah. Where'd you learn that? You just pick it up. 
Uh, I, but like I say, I read a lot. Right. And my mother, my mother was a school teacher in addition to being a, a DI sergeant in the Marine Corps. Uh, but uh, I, I, I basically learned by doing. I, 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 I went to the University of Montana for one year in 1973, or 1971, after I got out of uh, a college, uh, high school. Right. I was 17 years old, way too young to go to college. Right. But my mom said, look, your, your dad's paying for your tuition, so go, right? Yeah. And so I went. I was totally depressed. I, I didn't know a soul. This is long before they had people leading you by the hand to help you get your classes right. and all that. Here's the campus. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck to you. Right. Have fun, son. And uh, so I, I bombed out. I totally bombed out. And But I was going to be a journalism major. Right. So, that, so you yeah, became but, but, a journalist. But, 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 that, but that went in, in the wayside, and then I became involved in buttries and all that and, right. and got, got into my who career. Are your, who, over the years, you've interviewed a ton of different people. Yes. Who are the, who oh, are I, the, I haven't told you about Paul Harvey. Yeah, tell well, Paul I was going to say, who's Good your date? My second question was going to be, who's your greatest influence? But talk to us. Well, first of all, start with that. Who's your okay. greatest influence? My greatest influence, uh, two, two of them, Ray Nikolai and Bill Schwanke. Got right. it. So local guys. Yes. The local right. both, both local guys. And your favorite guests that you've spoken to over the years? Different. Oh, you know. my goodness. Uh, the, um, the Angel Flight guys brought a couple of a little youngsters in that, that they would fly back and forth to Seattle for free. Oh, sure. And the spina bifida and thing, things like that. Yeah. Th- those are the true heroes. Mm-hmm. Of the community. In, in my book. Yeah. Sure. Th- those are the people that, uh, I'm, that I just absolutely love getting on the air and letting our listeners uh, have a chance to see them, you know, through yeah. whatever, and uh, through, the through, the, through the internet, and, and also uh, by, like you say, the theater of the mind. And, you know, and then we, we had the very first ever, the first ever transgender prima ballerina in this studio from sure. Great Britain uh, as part of the, the, the Ballet Beyond Borders deal, right? right? And, and so that, that, was, that was an amazing thing. That's a one-of-a-kind one <laughs> experience, right? And, I mean, and, and, and what, a, what a delightful person. Yeah. Uh, and so I heard the story about 10 years old, realized... I'm the wrong body, right? right I, yeah. And and had had the the surgery, and and then became became this prima ballerina, the very first ever transgender uh, ballerina, or prima ballerina. Well, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Our guest is the inimitable, the legend, Peter Christian, celebrating 50 years in broadcasting. 51 and a half. 51. Oh yeah, right. right. <laughs> 51 and a half. Back after this, Arnie. We are back with our guest, Peter Christian. So 51 and a half counting. Yes. What's the future look like? For the future look likes for, looks like for me, I have no idea. Uh, I, I love what I'm doing. I realize I can't do it forever, right? Uh, God has helped my voice stay. It's, it's uh, very the, vibrant the, the, and youthful. The, the, the timber is still what it used to be. So as long as that keeps going, I'm, I, I, hope, I hope that I will have an employer like Scott who, who will, um, uh, because remember, Town Square Media is about more than radio. It's it's, it's about right. about digital. It's about all sorts of other things that enhance uh, what radio is all about. Sure, I'm not real good at that stuff, but uh, because of the the patience of the people here, they help me get through it and allow me to do what I love to do. Right, which is the most wildly popular radio show in in the so, state of Montana. Anyway, yeah. And for our listeners, what? Tell us about your show. I mean, what time is it? What, for okay. people who are not familiar with well, it. Well, uh, I used to do the Morning News Express, which right. is which is now Montana Morning, and Ace Sourwine is doing that now. Right. And, and then we do Talk Back. Talk, right. talk Back is, is Montana's only live interactive radio talk show, right? right. And, uh, or at least Missoula. 
before Aaron Flint came along. Um, and so we, we quite literally have people, you know, you quite never know. You never know what you're going to get, you know, right. when, you, when you tune in. If you look at that calendar over there, Nick Christensen is a sensational uh, a manager and producer, yeah. right. and he books all those guests, arranges them, and feeds me all sorts of good information so that I can ask good questions, and then people call in, and then it becomes their show. So they can listen to it every day at what time? Uh, we're on from 8 to 10. 8, 8, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And listen, I'm biased, but this is my favorite show. It is my favorite show, too. Talk back. I listen. We have a lot of shows. I, we have a lot of babies we, here. We even do this show, but <laughs> that's my show. favorite show. But my favorite show is this is Talk Back because I think the immediacy and the interactivity between the with the community kind of meeting here at the radio station that's there's nothing better. Radio is at its well, best when that happens well, and happens well. And, the and you most do it great. And the most important thing you miss is that right. Peter is the perfect host. He doesn't interject himself in a way that that yes. diverts what do you mean? the con- <laughs> no that diverts the conversation into some partisan yeah. you know you know right experience. I mean, lots of lots, lots people of people speak. that host talk show want to talk more well, than let, the guests. Well, let's put it this way: I I I I try to treat people the way. I would want to be treated if yes. I was a guest on the show. Right. Right? And you do a good job What's, of that. That's an excellent do, job. I, I think there's something to Bible about that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> do unto others as you would have them do unto <laughs> right, you, right? Right, right. You've, so, been a delight, right. you've been a delightful guest. This thank is you. fun turning the tables on you. Yes. Well, thank you. We've enjoyed thank it very you. much. I, I'm looking forward to the next I, 50 I, I, years. I, I've lived through the experience. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, and guys. And rose above it. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you very much, John. All right, Arn, I'll see you next week. See you next week, Scott. Thank you for listening to What Do You Know? I can't wait for the next show, Scott. I'm excited too, Arnie. If you'd like to suggest a guest, send me an email at scottrichman at townsquaremedia.com. We'll see you next week. And thanks for listening to News Talk KGVO. 